First Fridays with Bishop Bruce and other events, Nights on Bikes. We're talking with Bishop Robert Bruce with the Diocese of Saginaw. Bishop, how are you today? I'm very well, Vanessa. Nice to be with you. Always a pleasure to talk with you. I remember sitting with you at the Archbishop Vigneron's dinner, and you were telling me about how you ride Harleys. I thought that was very cool. No, it's a lot of fun, but not this time of year. <laughs> not this time of the year. No, not a lot of fun this time of the year. Well, let's first start talking about First Fridays with Bishop Groves. Tell us, our listeners, about that. Well, First Fridays, um, every uh, First Friday, you know, I started this when I came, when I actually when I came from Rapid City, it, um, we did this um, in that diocese, and um, so I thought it would be a great thing to start here. But basically, every First Friday, um, we I have a mass at a, at eleven o'clock at the cathedral. Um, and then following the mass, um, there's a there's a luncheon for those who want to stay for the luncheon, and then there's usually a, like a 45 minute to an hour presentation that I give, and it's on various topics every you know every month. Um, so it's been it's been well received. Um, it's dropped off a little bit since since you know from pre-COVID, but uh, we get a, a good a good group of, of, of people, and it's it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a way for me to be. But and there's people from all over the diocese come, so it's an opportunity for me with uh, you know with my sheep from different areas of the diocese that want to come together for this. So it's it's a great it's a great time. It's a lot of fun, I think. So Bishop, where is it? You said it's at the cathedral in Saginaw. Yeah, it's at the cathedral in in Saginaw. Mm-hmm. So where is that located for our listeners? Like for it's, people who um, want to participate, what do they need to do? Well, if they want to, so um, if they want to come to Mass, they just come. The address of the cathedral is uh, 615 Hoyt, H-O-Y-T Avenue in Saginaw. And um, if they want to stay for lunch, they can go on our website and sign up for the lunch. The reason we ask them to do that is just so we have some idea. There's been times where we've run out of food because this was when we didn't really have a sign-up. Yeah. More people would come. We didn't really know how many to expect, and our expectations were like, overwhelming you know there's so many people came in so we ran out of food so we don't like to do that <laughs> yeah which is a thing yeah so you yeah, can go to so, saginaw.org saginaw.org yeah great that's great so bishop where do you get your inspiration for your talks like can you give us a sneak preview of what you might be talking about on the next first friday so what i've started um and this started in september last september so because we're in the this eucharistic revival yeah. So yeah. all of my talks, you know, for the next at least for, and uh, you know, for a while anyway, is um, it's really uh, on the on the Eucharist. And what I've what I've done now over the last couple months, I began to break the mass down. You know, so if we believe that you know the you know the, the celebration of the Holy Eucharist is this personal encounter with Jesus Himself, which is what our faith teaches us. Um, then, like, how, 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 what does that look like within the context and, and uh, of of the mass? And so, what I've been doing is I've been breaking down the different parts of the mass um, each month, and kind of, you know, and helping, you know, re- reflecting with the folks that are there on on that aspect. You know, in this part of the mass, you know, where's, you know, how is this, you know, what does this personal encounter with the Lord look like? Mm-hmm. And um, and and plus, it just also helps people. You know, to understand really what is happening in each part of the liturgy mm-hmm. um, and why it's important. Yeah, and I, 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 I've been thinking about this a lot on the last year, uh, Bishop, since the statistic came out about the percentage of Catholics who don't believe in the real presence of 
uh, Jesus in the Eucharist. And what can we do as lay people to evangelize that truth to others who struggle with realizing that is the true presence of Jesus in the Eucharist? Well, there's, I mean, we one, we pray, then somehow a conversion that the Lord awakens the heart of other people that don't quite believe this. Um, we share with them um, the teachings of the church, um, and then give witness to our how, give witness to them in, in our own personal way of how the Lord has ch- touched, changed, transformed whatever our lives um, um, through receiving Jesus in, in, in the Eucharist. I mean, a personal testimony I think is one of the one of the great ways in which we can inspire others. So when we share our story and how the Lord has impacted us through the Eucharist, because we do believe this is the body and blood of Jesus that we receive every time we receive communion, you know, it gets people thinking, wondering, um, and if, you know, and and they'll hear an, our inspiring testimony, and it might get them to begin to think a little bit differently about, you know, their own, well, their own their own personal thoughts about the Eucharist. Yeah. And, yeah, that's and a great point. In to the catechism, I'm always thinking, you know, if, we, if people want to know what we believe and why we believe it, then um, then we just should re- refer them to the catechism as well. You know, great and scripture. You know, tell tell them to read, you know, the you know the um, the you know the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, the Bread of Life discourse. <laughs> mm. You know, because we we, belie- we we believe that you know the Eucharist is the body and blood of Jesus because. In the Bread of Life discourse in John's Gospel, he tells us that. Jesus himself tells us that. Yeah, great, great ideas. Share your own personal testimony. Read the Gospel of John. <clears throat> Read the Gospels because, you know, we, we know that even in the Last Supper scene where Jesus says, take this, this is my body. And then, of course, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And, Bishop, I love the idea of sharing personal testimony about the Eucharist. I'll just share one really quickly, and maybe you have a story to share with our listeners as well. But I started offering up my Eucharist many years ago uh, to people who have bothered me the most. And I think I've shared with this this with you in the past, but, you know, it's people personally who have hurt me over the years. And then over time, it became like people just in general, like today it's been politicians that just, you know, get under my skin. And so I offer my Eucharist to them. I can't tell you how healing that has been. And I tell people this all the time, the power of praying for those people when I t- when I take the Eucharist and I pray those those few minutes after after I receive the Eucharist, it has been so life changing for me personally. Do you have a personal story, or, I mean, maybe an epiphany moment that that is correlating to the Eucharist and, and, and ties right into the Eucharist, Bishop? You know, I don't know if it's an epiphany moment necessarily, but you know, you know your your um, this testimony you just personally gave is just beautiful because it does it it does speak to the power of the Eucharist. And how the Lord will use that in other people's lives, you know. So that's that's great. But you know, for me, I, I you know, the Eucharist has um, <coughs> has, has always been important to me. I may have not always understood it, um, but the more I came to understand what is was happening at the Mass, and that the Eucharist is the body and blood of Jesus, and to and enter into this encounter. With real, with with a desire for this encounter with Jesus, you know what what happened in my own heart was a deeper desire to serve the Lord and to give my life to the Lord, which which you know in turn over you know time as I asked the Lord to use this Eucharist in my life in the way He wants to, 
it in in time it's really a, it's really one of the ways i i was able to to be able to see with clarity um discern more clearly uh, my vocation to the priesthood Mm, amen. We're talking with Bishop Robert Gruse from the Diocese of Saginaw. He has First Fridays that continue um, at the cathedral in Saginaw on Hoyt Avenue in Saginaw, 615 Hoyt Avenue. You can attend. There's Mass, but you have to sign up if you want to attend the lunch uh, on their website. Um, Bishop, I want to switch gears just a little bit, and I mentioned the Nights on Bikes and that you ride a Harley. Tell us what got you interested. You've actually done fundraising riding your bike as well. Well, you know, I was a bishop of, of Rapid City. <coughs> Excuse me. One of my um, priests was a big Harley rider, and he was uh, he was assigned to this parish, and they were in in this in the process of trying to raise money to build a Newman Center in the parish for Black Hill State University. And um, he was, as I said, he was a big rider, and he proposed. He said, "I got a proposal for you, Bishop." I said, "What's that?" And he said, "We want you to host <coughs> a ride with the bishop." is a way to raise money to help build this Newman Center. I said, well, that is just a great idea, but there's a problem here. <laughs> One is I don't have a motorcycle license, nor do I have a motorcycle. <laughs> but he said, that's the least of your problems. And so um, I, I had a bike before I went into the seminary years ago. It was a small bike. It was a street bike. And I sold it, you know, so I wasn't for, it wasn't foreign to me to ride motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I sold it when I went in the seminary. And so, you know, 30 years later, then this opportunity came, came, um, you know, came up. And so I ended up doing a, a two-day riding course uh, with the Motorcycle Safety Foundation out at the local Harley dealership in Rapid City. And I got my motorcycle license. And then I became very good friends with the owners of the Harley dealership. And, and um, so... That's kind of where I started riding. And then we hosted this ride every year. I was, you know, so that was 2014. And then I left there in 2019. So, you know, for six straight years, um, I hosted this ride um, to help raise money for this for this cause. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I got started. And then, you know, obviously people found out that when I came here that I ride motorcycles. And so... It was also out in, in Rapid City that I was first introduced um, to the Knights on Bikes. And That's so awesome. I, I joined that organization, the Knights of Columbus Knights on Bikes, on Bikes out there. And then you know, when I came here, I transferred my membership to this local uh, chapter. And um, and we had our first charity ride um, this last um, this August. Last, um, August, yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was a ride to um, to raise money for you know pro-life causes. That's awesome. What else do you want to share with our listeners, Bishop Gruce, about what's going on in, in the Diocese of Saginaw? Oh, what's going on in the Diocese of Saginaw? Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. This one of the main <laughs> things right now is we've um, is we're <clears throat> about a year and a half ago we embarked upon this um, tried to put the uh, you know one of the challenges I think in most dioceses is, is really sustainability of their Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. And so um, we embarked upon this this process uh, where you know, to, you know to help you know put together a put together a process where we can help our Catholic schools across the diocese really be sustainable. And so um, we're about a year and a half, a little bit more into that now. Um, we have um, you know through that um, we've created a. Um, I mean, I, I kind of call it a diocesan you know school council. Um, it's, but it's, it's kind of an, uh, you know, but it's 
kind of it'd be kind of like a diocesan school board. It would be similar to you know your local school boards, but we would have more expertise. You know, we all know that school boards kind of struggle sometimes with, you know, with 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 all the things that really need to happen um, for you know for a school to really um, thrive. And so, so that's come out come out of this. Um, we're um, raising a little bit of money to help. <coughs> You know, to help sustain our schools, um, we're looking at marketing um, as, as part of that, and Catholic identity, and you know. Um, so we're looking at our schools across the diocese, and we're trying to this this whole process has been a way to how do we make them not just you know you know keep going, but you know how do we get them to really thrive? And so there's been some concentration on again on the marketing and enrollment and Catholic identity. So that's that's one of the big focuses. Um, yeah, I love Catholic schools. I love Catholic school education. I think it's so extremely valuable, especially in our culture today. And um, so it's really been a, one of the focuses of mine in the last uh, couple of years. We saw the we saw the value of this too, Bishop Cruz, during COVID, because so many parents were sending their kids to Catholic school because they didn't want them virtually, and and many of them uh, were exposed to Catholic schools for the first time, loved it so much, and kept their kids in Catholic school. Um, so there was there was a kind of like the the shining light in that darkness during that COVID time for Catholic schools. Right. I mean, there's a, a, a silver lining to all of that, and so I, even in this diocese, you know, we you know some of not I, I won't know. You know, I don't really know the numbers in all of our schools, but many of our schools' um, enrollment went up because, you know, we were, the Catholic schools in this diocese, we were in person during COVID 95% of the time. Yeah. And most, and, you know, most and, Catholic and schools And that's were. big. And, and most schools and public schools, I mean, they were, you know, they were virtual 95% of the time probably. And for like about a year and a half, not for four right. months. It was like for a right. long time. So. Yeah, and, and, and people come to the schools. You know, the, you know, we we would get people, and they would see, wow. No, so it's not just learning in person, but the type of environment, a learning environment that comes along with, um, you know, going to Catholic schools. And so, so it was a real benefit for us. Yeah, and numbers have stayed up in some of the schools. So, you know, some of those students did not go to back to Catholic, you know, go back to, you know, their public schools because of the experience um, that they had. I mean, in our Catholic school. So it's it's great. It's beautiful. You know, uh, being, I was a product of Catholic school K through 12, so I never went to public. But my daughter did short briefly went to public. And it, although the education was good, but the, the, what you're missing is the structure, you know, the values, the the discipline, the prayer. I mean, I love the whole approach of when they would uh, discipline children. They talked about virtues and they talked about saints and they had them write, med- you know, they had to meditate on what they did wrong and how they can correct it. It wasn't just like, oh, you're getting a detention. There was a conversation around that and based on your faith. Um, and and that, uh, you know, for sure, in classrooms usually tend to be a little bit smaller and. <coughs> The um, you know, the importance is you know is is really, you know, tr- training our students in the virtues and what it means to live a virtuous life, especially in a culture that doesn't model that. Um, Amen. Yeah. And and so it, it and, and and to learn about their faith, their Catholic faith, and what what that gives them and how important that is, and you know, and so there's, you know, the benefits um, for Catholic school education are, you know. Far beyond what most, what many people um, really know or can imagine, That's you know, true. for their kids. 
Bishop and, Bruce. Um, yeah, it's so valuable. And as a parent, I can tell you, it's it's so valuable. If you can send your kids to Catholic school, please do. Bishop, and we also we so also oh, go ahead. Go we, ahead. We, we we also we also find out that you know the students um, you know ATC scores among Catholic schools are far far higher uh, than the national average, and mm-hmm. so they really they really get a good 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 education, Amen. and they thrive. You know, and those who go on to college, you know, it's, it really is a, a place where they thrive. Great, great point to make, Bishop Gruce. Thank you so much for joining us here on Epiphany. My pleasure. It's always good to be with you. Always a pleasure talking with you. You all have a blessed day. You too, Bishop. Thank you so much, and bless you with all the work that you're doing in the Diocese of Saginaw.